Welcome to season three, it's episode 10. It is your latest weekly shrews views. Yes, I'm still here for some reason. I am your host, Nathan Judah, two weeks in a row, but it doesn't matter whether it's Johnny, whether it's me hosting. The most important person is, of course, at the other end of the microphone, and that is the dashing, the beautiful, the stunning Mr. Oliver. Westbury. Ollie, how's it going, my lovely friend? <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that much of a big up before. I feel like yep. I'm not going to get out of the little room I'm sat in because my ego is going to be too big when I try yep. and abandon ship later. No, no, no. You you are definitely the second best looking person on this podcast, mate. And I really yeah, I'd agree with that. Coming, coming, uh, coming for us and um, and explaining what a magnificent week it was. Um, how, Mate, I was going to say, like, when you... um. When you have a win, and it, look, it's it's few and far between, but when you do have a win, <laughs> when you get home, is it does it does it change your weekend? Because when I was a Borough fan, well, I'm still a Borough fan for people who don't know, um, Middlesbrough that is, not Stevenage Borough. Um, I back in the day, back when I when I was young, when I was immature, it used to ruin my weekend. It used to really peeve me off. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I was aggressive. I was a brat. I was a bit Kevin-y from Harry Harry Enfield for our older viewers who will remember that. Um, but but does it affect your weekend? Do you think of it in a workload point of view? Do you feel, do you feel like oh well the club's doing you know please so I'm going to get some better copy so it's going to make my my life easier or just genuinely feelings and emotions? Do you feel happy when you get back when you get back at home to the missus? You know you want to maybe have a nice romantic meal rather than just you know get something out of the fridge and make a microwave meal for one. <laughs> I I do feel I must admit I do feel better when Shrewsbury win. Um, I can tell you there were some absolute scenes in the press box. There were limbs oh, yeah. in the away end. There were limbs between me and Nick Southall from the BBC who sit next to each other as we're going like this as Shrewsbury. And then, I, and then I'm the trying to get relief. my the sheer relief. And then I'm trying to get my goal tweet out there, you know. And I almost forgot what it was like and spelt goal wrong because I hadn't written oh, it for so it. long. I love it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I do I much much prefer it when they win. Uh, that everybody's happier. The fans are happier. I get less grief from them. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> the fans I'm are just, happier. I'm, one second. I'm just uh, I'm just counting now after our discussion last week. How many O's do you think you used? I think there are a few A's in there as well. I'm going to go with seven. How many O's first? Seven, seven O's, five A's. Ten O's. My God, it's been a while. Ten yeah. O's, five A's. Correct. How many L's? Oh, there was L's as well. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm gonna, uh, three, going to go three L's. <laughs> Eleven. Eleven L's. Oh, I got too. I, I told you I got excited in the press box, didn't I? I told you. Write it all, right? I know. Oh, I know. Um, um, May. I mean, look. We discussed after the Oxford, and he was playing a. He was walking a tightrope with with the team he picked and that we, we thought he should have gone stronger. He didn't. It was a it was a shock of a defeat. Obviously, Morosi, you know, he didn't have a very good game. But at the same time, you know, he rested some key players. It was all on this game. And at 90 minutes gone, you're thinking, goodness me, like, I'm not saying Taylor's in trouble or anything like that. But at the same time, the fans will be very frustrated. More, more huge relief, really, when, when um when they got that that final goal when they got the winning goal uh, Daniel Udo and and goodness me it was um I guess he got it got it right Ollie can you say overall to get the three points but goodness me it was nervy at times 
Well, I didn't think he'd got it right when Carl Brooks pointed to the spot after 72 minutes after Tom oh. Flanagan's challenge. I was thinking, oh, oh my God, we're not going to lose this, are we? Um, so, yeah, yeah, potentially. He, 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 yeah, well, obviously they won the game. I think I think it wasn't, I, it was all about, it was, it was a game where there's some games where you look at them and it's the performance and blah, blah, but it was all about the result. We, do, we needed to score and we just need we just needed a win. I think mm-hmm. it was more important than anything else to, to to just get a result because sometimes you need to stop the rot, don't you? And, and, yeah. and I felt I felt as though that was the case. You know, you you they've just got to stop the. I mean, stop. I mean, it's almost as if stop the not scoring. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's terrible English, but that was what they needed to do. And you know, I, I felt I, personally I put that above all else um, mm-hmm. on Saturday. So. It was a really, really important win for Shrewsbury. Um, you know, it's been a tough, it has been a tough five to six weeks. Um, everybody knows it. You mm. know, the players know it, the manager knows it. They all know kind of how difficult it's been. So, you know, you're massively pleased for them more than anything because you know that despite what people say, there's so much hard work that goes into preparing for a game. There's so much hard work that goes into into the operation that it is to prepare footballers for a game on a Saturday and when mm-hmm. you keep turning up and you keep not getting the results that you want it must be fairly deflating um so I thought that it was you know it was just nice to see you know Dan Udo came out after and he was he was really really good actually saying that he was stood on the halfway line praying to God because he's very mm-hmm. religious Dan is mm-hmm. um praying praying to God that that he missed the penalty and then praying that he'd get the winner and then he said he'd have to say thanks to the big man in church on Sunday because I know he goes <laughs> to church every Sunday. So, um, you know, just beautiful like that moments like that, really. I mean, it was a great yeah. scene to see the fans going nuts, nuts with Udo and, and the rest of them. And, you know, that those are the good moments. And, and, and Matt Taylor said that's what you play for, those kind of moments. And, you know, it, it was a good one for sure. And you kind of said that um, out of anyone who they would need to look to 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 score the goals. Obviously, it's been a difficult season for Udo in terms of goal scoring. I think the only goal before that game came in the away win at Fleetwood um, yeah. back in August, Ollie. It's so... the last goal that we scored that was as well. Wow. August the 26th was the last goal before Saturday. What a stat that is. I was trying to work it out on Saturday to the exact minute of how many minutes it was okay. on Sunday morning. I ended up going with 770 minutes, which was right. the amount because some games I couldn't figure out how much stop- some I knew, but other games when I hadn't been there, because I always write down how much stoppage time there is. Mm. But the mm. games that I hadn't been at, I couldn't find out how much stoppage time there was. Um, so I couldn't work it out to the precise minute, which was a blow. Um, so, so I reckon it was probably close to, with added on time, it was probably more than 800 minutes without a goal, wow. which is wow. fairly mental, really, isn't it? That's insane. I mean, you think that something's going to happen, whether it's an own goal or something comes off the back of someone's head or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. I mean, and on a few yeah. occasions, they've had some pretty big chances as well, and it's not mm-hmm. gone in. Um, and then the way they did score was kind of kind of quite dubious, I don't know, to say the least, the way the midfielder was lying on the floor when he toe-poked it to Dan Udo. Um, but, you know, I mean, that was like kind of Matt Taylor said it himself, you know, they needed a bit of luck and, you know, thankfully they got that on Saturday, which is positive. You say the press box was uh, was jubilant. What was the bench like? The press, the, the what? The what? 
you said you said the press box was jubilant. What was the bench like? Oh yeah, the bench was the bench was jubilant. I did ask I asked Matt about that, and he said he was cuddling Marcus Bignot, the assistant manager. I was like, oh right, okay. <laughs> he was like, it was yeah, sure, sure, complete and utter joy on there. Um, but uh, probably mixed in with a bit of relief as well, I imagine, because I think they come on come in for some criticism and a bit of bit of stick over the last few weeks. So, you know, all pos all positives that they got there and, you know, they got to celebrate that moment together. And then I I think Matt Taylor had a drive back to Oxford so before he could enjoy the win. Do you um I mean just thinking like when it was nil nil for people who weren't at the game, Ollie, uh, fans wise fans reaction during the game was the frustration, were the boos, was it when they when they conceded the penalty or was it just generally you know, the to and fro of a game and maybe they were ready to to erupt or show the displeasure if it was nil nil and of course that got that got turned on its head in injury time. So it's an interesting concept actually. Um mm. one that I'm actually quite interested in. So the the re- the kind of reaction that I get from social media is yeah. that the club's in meltdown. Mm-hmm. But then when they didn't really create anything in the first half and the fact that they'd not scored for seven games, I expected them to get booed quite badly at half time, mm-hmm. but there was barely even a murmur, which actually right. suggests that is it the are, are those are the people that are vocal, you know, is it the vocal minority rather and actually that most fans kind of have a, a like a I don't know a, a different expectation. Do you know Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I I I thought that the fans would be um more vocal at half time with their i don't know displeasement of of what they'd seen because they weren't great in the first 45 minutes sure, i mean sure. they weren't bad either but like they, mm. nothing happened apart from yeah. um northampton having one really big chance so i was expecting i was expecting you know a little bit more it to be a little bit I'll say toxic, but I was expecting it no, to be a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah, more yeah. like, you know, we've not scored a goal for seven games. We've not won since the 26th of October. It's nil-nil again at half time. Maybe if they'd have been losing, that would have been different because I suppose when you're still at nil-nil, it's, you know, so, and it'd have been not interesting because it's not what I wanted to see. I wanted Shrewsbury to win. So, but what the reaction would have been like had they not scored that late goal um, and it'd have been another nil-nil draw. Uh, what the reaction would have been there but yeah it kind of made me think that maybe you know like because because I mean social media is a a hysteric place isn't it it's it's right up there when the win and you know your team are the best team ever and then when you lose you kind of you know everybody needs the sack they're not doing their job properly blah 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 so I don't know maybe uh, maybe my thoughts were always perhaps you know the, the the fan expectation is is not not quite as severe as what perhaps I went into the game thinking, because I think I wrote in my newsletter comment that, you know, it could get quite toxic on Saturday if result the result doesn't go their way, because I believe it did for one of the previous home games. It went it went a little bit uh, that way. So, yeah, it, it, it surprised me. Yeah, mate, sometimes social media, is, you, don't, you don't have to read too much into it. I mean, I remember like doing some more stuff as well. You see people that want managers out and then you put it actually to... Uh, public opinion outside of social media and, and a lot of people are voting saying you know on a, on like say the website you put a poll on the website rather than on twitter or x as you call it now and the results are vastly different so yeah very interesting that and uh, like you say it's one maybe to have a look at in depth i think maybe maybe when there's um, any kind of breaks or something like that because it is 
can vary and sometimes people lean sometimes we all do i'm guilty of it as well leaning too much of opinion towards social media and really yeah the, 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 it's maybe 15 percent of people and and obviously the people who, who shout loudest are, are sometimes heard the most and it shouldn't really be like that so um it's definitely definitely one way you think i'm sure some of your fans are like look it's going to take some time and there's some people on social media who want want it here and now and, and there's probably a, a happy medium in the middle of both of that yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think I'm not trying to say that Shrewsbury were good by it, by by, no, by any no. like I, I, I believe that Shrewsbury were fairly lucky to win that game on Saturday, and uh, uh, but yeah, I, I, I suppose it's the context of the season, and uh, and there's a bit of hysteria around it on, um, you, you know, with the things that you read, and perhaps I read too much into that, and and, and maybe I believe that it was a bigger deal than actually it seemed to be like perceived in the actual stadium on Saturday afternoon because it didn't so, it's it's yeah so yeah I mean I mean you say that and we're probably probably comes on to a discussion really um about did that win paper over certain cracks um and the issues are are definitely still there internally and you know obviously on the pitch and that has maybe kept you know kept Matt Taylor and kept this team Float a little bit, giving them a back, give them a little bit more time. But really, the same issues are there that have been since, let's say, that day when they when they haven't scored. You know, they've gone through a month and a bit without scoring. Um, is that are the same issues still there, or did you think that this could have maybe represented a, a game where they turned the corner? Um, yeah. I, I can't. I don't think we can say that they turned a corner simply because to say that they turned a corner would suggest that they've rocked up against Northampton absolutely battered them and finally mm. managed to get the winner in the 91st minute that they deserved. I would say mm. that that was not the case. I would say sure. for 91 minutes, the same problems that Shrewsbury have had in the last seven games were still mm. evident. You know, they didn't look like scoring. They didn't really have a chance. To be honest, I, I would have said that if anybody looked more like scoring, it was probably Northampton. They they went yeah. closer on, on, on more occasions than Shrewsbury did. Um, so I would say, you know, the moment itself and the goal might be the turning point because it might give them the confidence. It might give the forwards the confidence. You know, it gives everybody a lift. You know, the week, they'll, they'll be up and about at the training ground this week. So the goal itself and the win might be the moment, but I wouldn't say the performance makes you think, oh my, that's a turning point. You know, mm. we've seen a completely different Shrewsbury town there. For 91 minutes, we saw a, very, a similar side that was fair, that's fairly well organised and, um, you know, is pretty good out of possession, but, you know, didn't really look like scoring um, at any stage, really, um, throughout that 90 minutes. So from from what I saw, is it, it looked as if the same problems are still there. Now, they could, you know, five goals in 12 games. I mean, it's uh, 11 games, you know, it's 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 a tough stat to kind of keep kind of dredging out and repeating it, it it's not pretty is it you know that 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 fewer amount of goals scored only one club in the league has scored has scored fewer and that's Cheltenham and they managed to break their duck didn't they at one mm. stage I can mm. remember joking with um somebody in the press box that because uh Cheltenham scored early Rob Street former shooter of town loan he scored early and I thought oh no that means that we're now going to try and replace them on the longest run without scoring a goal <laughs> right um, right right <laughs> um so yeah, I think that that's what I would say. Uh, I would say it's an important win, but there's still plenty of work to be done. 
um, for town in in my in my in my opinion. And I would say if we you know, a disappointing result against Cambridge where it's a similar kind of performance and we don't really get anywhere in front of goal and we just back to square one, really. So that, yeah. those, are my, those are my thoughts, I would have suggested. Yeah, and yet looking at the table, Ollie, um, despite it being pretty dire on the pitch in terms of goals scored and Shrewsbury, you say 19th in the table and you think, crikey, 19th, not a good position. That win has given them, they're probably bottom of a of a group or a glob group or blob group where where you know Reading, Wigan, I mean points deducted of course, Cheltenham and we talked about that last week that, that these these you know they're probably in a in a, a not the correct position because of when's to start showing some form and get those deducted points and they're going to be poorly middle of the pack. But you know three points for Shrewsbury and they could be as high as Blackpool in tenth. Now yeah. that group that they're in is not insurmountable, and you know, they can they could start if they if the results do improve on the pitch, if they do start putting a run together, if they can get two wins in three or three wins in four, they will shoot up that table a lot, and it just looks a lot better, doesn't it, aesthetically, than being nineteenth, looking over your shoulder with a couple of teams who are in false positions to to maybe a couple of wins where it gives you a little bit more impetus going forward and and gives the players a little bit more belief when they look at that table. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, um, for sure. I mean, it's early days in the season. Everybody's still quite bunched up, aren't they? Um, and and you know, a couple of back-to-back wins, and it changes the complexion of, you know, where you sit. I I, I suppose the thing for Shrewsbury is, is the can the 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 thing that I find from watching Shrewsbury is, I feel like there's kind of there's results, and then there's performances, and I suppose eventually. Your result, your your results. If you if your performances stay at a level, then your results will eventually start to catch up with that, mm-hmm. and the and the league table will start to 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 look like your performances do. Whereas at the moment, you can kind of get away with it. You know, probably the game against Fleetwood, we saw Shrewsbury kind of win one nil, but not play very well against ten men sure. for sixty minutes. And do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, th- I think we need to see probably a little bit more. You know, at times, like I'm probably this is, I'm probably coming on really harsh here because you know against Cholton, I thought Shrewsbury had four really good opportunities to score and they mm. should have won that game. Yet they didn't. They drew nil nil. So you know th- that game against against Northampton on Saturday probably balances itself out. But yeah, you know, on the whole, I think from the eleven games, I would probably like to see a little bit more consistency in performances for me to confidently say, you know, are we going to finish? well above that relegation zone and in mid-table. I feel as though or we need to be seeing more chances and, you know, probably Shrewsbury really looking to dominate a half of, of football a little bit more often. I think they have done it at times and they have shown their potential and they are a new group with new coaches and new players and new staff and they are developing. So we have to allow them time. And I do agree. I do think that that is, is genuinely a thing. But but I, th- I think that is probably what we need to see a little bit more often for you to confidently be able to say if they keep playing like this, the points will come. Because I suppose at the moment I look at it and say, oh, if they keep playing like this, I'm, uh, you know, I'm going out. I'm not turning up. <laughs> um, yeah. When I say they keep playing like this, it's it's a. It's, it's a it's a difficult situation that they're in that, that you know that game on on Saturday was probably you know what one that where they perhaps didn't didn't deserve to win but got the win anyway. Um, Eleven games in, Ollie. I just want to ask you, and I'll put you on the spot here, so apologies. But 
Who are your two players who you've been very impressed with this season? You can pick two players uh, who have impressed you and two players who have been disappointed this season. Oh. Who would you pick and and why? When I say disappointed, you don't have to slate them, but maybe you, you expect a little bit more from them going forward. I'm just going to give you two and two of each, so I know I'm giving you a lot of time to think about it, but on the spot and, and with things going on the pitch, who are the players? And you have a couple of lines about each, but who do you think has, um, has done well so far? Um, and despite limited time, of course, in, in the season, and, and two players maybe you've been a little bit underwhelmed by. So I would say the two players that I believe have done very well mm-hmm. would be, I, I could probably give you three that have done pretty well. Okay, let's go. So, yeah, let's take three. So I'll say Taylor Perry for one, former Wolves oh. player. It's a shame about that, but Taylor still, Perry. Still. Okay, yeah. Um, so I think he's done pretty well. He picked up an injury on Saturday, which is a bit of a blow. But, you know, I spoke to him, interviewed him last week, and he has been one of those bright sparks for town, I would have said, in my mm-hmm. humble opinion. I would have said Carl Winchester, um, licked, kind of moving between right wing back, central midfield, um, is kind of Shrewsbury Town's Mr. Versatile. First player that Matt Taylor and Mickey Moore brought through the door uh, in the summer. Um, I think he's been I think he's been excellent uh, yeah. to be um and he never lets them down and then the other player i'd say is the skipper shay dunkley uh, he was immense on sunday uh saturday sorry uh, i was going to write in my newsletter comment about him on on monday about dunkley and how important he is to this team um but i thought he was terrific on saturday um and as a, as a group as a group they've defended pretty well there's probably a few other players that i would say are, that, that, that will be pretty solid the issues that they've had have been going forward haven't they um so Probably the two that you know I'd probably expect to see a little bit more from, and I don't want to be too critical of them because it is early days in the season. But I, I suppose I think Tom Bayliss is such an exceptional footballer. He's so gifted. Um, you know, he glides with the ball and he carries it forward. And when he is playing well, Shrewsbury play mm. well. Um, you know, he makes Shrewsbury a better team when he's playing well. But I would probably say it's been fair to say he's not quite hit his straps mm. yet this season. Um, I think he will do. Um, and I think it's up to up to Matt Taylor to get the best out of him. Um, but he's one of Shrewsbury's best players and they kind of, you know, Steve Cottrell got the best out of him last year. And, you know, it's up to Matt Taylor to kind of do the same thing this year. And I suppose the other one that probably, you know, I was expecting really, really big things from Kieran Phillips. I know he was the man that Shrewsbury really, really wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, the final forward coming in. Uh, obviously on loan and I was really excited to watch him play and I know he's not played a lot of football and I think he's had a, an injury or two and it's still very very early days and you know I'm sure a striker's confidence players aren't they once he gets a goal his confidence will rise and we might see the best of him but probably quite at the moment he, he's he, he's not quite lived up to what I expected um, at this moment in time um, so those would probably be the two that I would that I would point that I would point out. So we talk about goals, we talk about strikers, and you want to talk about a certain striker who is on loan, uh, Aidan O'Brien, who of the signs um, end of last season, uh, start of this season last, on start, loan. Start of this season, sorry, he's on loan season. at he's on loan at Sutton. So he's gone to Sutton on loan. Uh, of course, he was on loan at Gillingham as well, I believe. Um, but you've had eyes on him this weekend. They played Warsaw, Ollie. Um, how do he do? How do he look? And what are his chances in the, well, I'd say long term, shortish term, I guess, 
of returning to Shrewsbury um, and and potentially being a part of this first team picture under under Matt Taylor. Well, he came he came back at the start of the season and apparently mm-hmm. he was in great physical condition. Um, and you know, Matt Taylor kind of said that you know he will play a part if it depends on him. Um, mm. And, you know, I just thought it was interesting that obviously they played Warsaw at the weekend. And as you know, we've got a Warsaw reporter. So I asked I asked George if he would keep an eye on on Aidan O'Brien uh, at the weekend to kind of um, see how he performed. I'll be really mm. interested to see how he got on. Obviously, he's a forward, can play in various roles across the across the front. And obviously, Shrewsbury decided that, he, you know, he wasn't... Um, I obviously decided that they, that that wasn't quite what they wanted. He wasn't quite what they wanted. So um, I thought it's interesting to see if they can't score. They've scored five goals in 11 games. What somebody like Aidan O'Brien, what kind of an impact he might have actually been able to have if he was still at the club. And, you know, I'm just looking, scrolling through my messages with, with, with George. And he said that, you know, O'Brien was, was excellent at the weekend. I know that they gave Warsaw a good old thumping, didn't they? Mm. Um, and he did say that the less said about Warsaw, the better, with a face palm emoji. Um, <laughs> but he said he was absolutely excellent. Um, so, you know, I, I see that as, I suppose it's another option. He's a, he's a Shrewsbury Town player, isn't he? So, you know, he's an option. I think he's loaned. Is only actually until January, which is a weird. January, thing. Yeah, you don't, January. Yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't often see that too often, do you? That that players um, go on loan to January and then, you know, it's not a season-long loan with an option to call back. I think he's he's on loan until January, so it might be something that Shrews will consider exploring. You know, if you know the guys in the forward areas can't quite manage to find an end to to, to their struggles in front of goal. I just thought it was interesting, and fans would be interested to know that that O'Brien played really well at the weekend. I mean, he's no spring chicken. He's 30 years old, Ollie. You think that if, if they don't recall him in January or he goes another loan, that we won't be seeing him in a Shrewsbury shirt. shirt well, no, he's had a contract, isn't he, in the summer? So, mm. you know, that would be, you know, but I suppose it depends what position that Tanner are in. You know, if they need, you know, if they need, a, if they need goals, then, you know, it might be something they have to consider. We'll see. Is he, um, I mean, do you think, do you think, can you see him fitting in if, if things go well? In January, I mean, we know um, that Shrewsbury are going to spend lots and lots of money. I mean, it makes sense for them if he is scoring goals for for Sutton that they bring someone in to at least sit on the bench who's who's on the books already. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the wage structure and how hmm. how much of his wages will be being paid by Sutton and how much will be being paid by Shrewsbury. Hmm. So even though you can't imagine a lot, can you, by Sutton? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I'd have to do some digging on that one and try and find out. Um, but I, I imagine that that would, that would play an important part. Um, you know, how much it's likely to cost town to bring him back. Yeah. If that means that they've yeah. got to pay all of his wages for the rest of mm-hmm. the season, then that might be something that they, that they look at and think, right, okay, well, we'll go down a different avenue. So, but yeah, I just thought it was interesting that obviously Shrewsbury have got a player who's quite capable, played international football, He's done really well at mm. various levels. Clearly mm. a gifted footballer. If you can go out there and get plenty of minutes and stay fit. I mean, his fitness has been one of the biggest issues, hasn't it? Um, but if you can go out there and stay fit, then, you know, who knows? Yeah, should be, uh, be interesting. Well, interesting to keep an eye on him anyway and see how he does. I mean, of course, uh, former Republic of Ireland international as well. I think he scored 
scored a cracker, I think, anyway. The one of the goals. I remember he won goal of the season or something like that in Ireland. It was former a, Millwall, isn't he? Yeah, former Millwall. Um, yeah, one to one to watch, mate. So in terms of, of league position, and I know someone's asked the question as well this week, so I've got to give my name check, but I haven't got him up at the moment. Leo, so, his name is. Leo. Um, you know, asking, you know, where do you think Shrewsbury will finish this season? And, um, you know, from what you've seen so far, I guess you're looking at bottom half of the table, Ollie, but where do you think they... Where do you think they will finish? And where do you think, in terms of Mickey Moore, in terms of Matt Taylor, do you think they need to finish? Or do they need to finish for it to be a, a successful season? I think, without saying it in as many words, I was listening to some audio from from, from Matt Taylor earlier, and he, and he, he kind of said, oh, and we'll be OK. Now, when he kind of said, and we'll be OK, mm. I kind of took that as, we won't get relegated. Yeah. Um, so I think Shrewsbury will be happy to, to, to stay in the division this year to kind of finish 17th around about that space. I think, I can't remember when Johnny asked me my prediction at the start of the season, but I don't think it's changed too much. I, I personally don't think that they will go down. That's mm. my opinion. Mm. Um, I don't think they will go down. I believe that they defend pretty well. And I believe it will be like 1-0 to the Arsenal. I believe we're going to mm. see plenty of 1-0 wins. Mm. Um, I don't see Shrews like, you know, a couple of times last year, they scored four and five. You know, I hope that we do see some some absolute goal fests. But, you know, it's I don't envisage seeing, you know, particularly high scoring um, games with Shrewsbury. So, you know, I was talking to my dad about 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 this because, you know, he's a big football fan. And, and I was just saying to him. Who you know, does he support? He's a, he's a West Brom fan. Um, oh, so, uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. I was talking to my I was talking to my old man about about it, and I was saying that, that that if Shrewsbury can continue to defend like this, and you know, was it eleven games in, and they've kept I think it's four clean sheets. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll pick up. Uh, that's a minimum draws. You know, and then they've got to nick a couple of goals, and suddenly they're wins. You know, so if they continue to to kind of pick up a clean sheet, one in every three, then. You know they're going to be doing they're going to be doing pretty well and they defend on the whole. I've not seen many sides absolutely lay siege to their goal. Um, even Oxford, I know they lost three nil, but there were three stupid goals to let in, like oh. two goalkeeping errors and just one from a set piece. They did Oxford. I mean, I, I read some fan some fan article, some big long fan article written by an Oxford fan, uh, and and I do believe there's probably Oxford probably had another gear to give, but. Mm. They never really did anything. It was like the no. game was just a non-event. They just passed it backwards and sideways, and Shrewsbury give them the first one, give them the second mm. one, and then give them the third one. And it was like they never had to get out of first gear. But it wasn't like a case of oh my days, Shrewsbury are absolutely holding yeah. on to dear life yeah. here. I, I didn't feel like that at any stage really. Um, so yeah, there were just three individual mistakes, and that's kind of how I felt it's been throughout throughout the season. Probably Stevenich was the, probably the one game where you thought at some point they were going to concede. Um, mm. The away record something that concerns me a little bit. I feel like we get better performances at home. Um, I feel like they're, they're, they're generally steadier um, in front of their home fans in Shropshire. I know that obviously they've won a game away from home, they beat Fleetwood, but the away record and the, probably the performances away from home have been not quite as good as the mm. ones um, in Shropshire. It's something to keep What's- an eye on. I mean, look, uh, I get it. I get it. And, you know, survival this season, hopefully they don't get into a, a massive relegation scrap. You want them to be 
hopefully safe-ish when we're looking over the shoulders, put a couple of wins and they're safe. They don't want to be, you don't want to be, you know, nervous every single weekend. And I think that would be, like you said, I think most people would probably take that internally, you know, in the hierarchy at Shrewsbury. But what's the long-term goal here, Ollie? Because let's say they finish 18th this season, they stay up. Yeah. They go into next season. We know there's not loads of money to spend. We know there'll be a little bit to spend. There'll probably be a few leaving. There'll be a wheeling and dealing. But we're sure we aren't going and spending big money. They're just not going to do it. Is it just a case of um, staying in the league each year? Is it a case of just being comfortably mid-table? Are the fans okay with that, knowing where they are, knowing the size of the club? Or do they want a little bit more than that? When when comes a point, what I'm trying to say is, and I understand that it's in its infancy of this new takeover, the new ownership, or not ownership, but the, the new, you know, the new um MDU's come in and, and the new manager but when when comes um a point where you've got to show a little bit more ambition i, I don't know <laughs> i don't know the answer to that question i suppose the point comes but if you're when... a fan let's not what, what if you're a fan if you're if you're a Shrewsbury town fan if you're season ticket you've been season ticket the last 10 years and you've seen the good times you've seen the bad times yeah what 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 do they want? What do you think the fan would want to see? Do they do they want to see understandable? They they don't like the squad this year. They think it's okay. It's a bit mad. Let's get through it this season, and then they want to push next season. Or do you think just you know just being comfortable will will do us for three or four years, and we'll see, and we'll take a good season when it comes? Or is there just as a fan think? Look, we should really be looking if we've got a little bit of ambition to be pushing towards the playoffs next season once we survive this year. I I think that it. it... It depends on what what happens with regards to uh, Roland Witchley, uh, obviously mm. the chairman. Um, I believe that um, you know there'd been some talk a couple of years ago about a potential takeover. Obviously, the chairman is he eighty two, maybe eighty three. Mm. He's, he's you know he's he's not going to be chairman of the football club forever. And I suppose yeah. that'll be when there's a changing of the guard. Mm. At the moment, the club is run sustainably. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw those financial statements over the course of the summer, you know, that they will not spend beyond their means. And, you know, the club, you know, will future safeguard the future of the football club. So I expect them to be run. And, you know, there's a and and, and they named, you know, Mickey Moore a couple of weeks ago, name name checked a lot of clubs that they joined the division in that are now mm-hmm. that have pretty much either disappeared or sure. playing National League football. So I think there's something to be said for, you know, being a consistent League One side. But I suppose the changing of the guard will come. To, to to do it, do you need to spend more money? Now, there's an argument to say that some sides don't. Some mm-hmm. sides manage to compete. And, I mean, you look at, like, Luton getting into the Premier League and the kind of budget that they must have had to be able to get there. But those teams are so few and far between. You need to mm. fall on an absolute gem, really, don't you, on sure. your playing budget to be able to go up and to compete at those levels. So... I would say that that'll be probably the challenge, I suppose, mm. for town. Um, it, it's, you know, if they, they're they going to consider um, at some stage in the near future or in the distant future, some form of takeover where Roland Witchley um, kind of hands over the reins, then, you know, that's where maybe there might be a changing of the guard. Somebody might buy the club and want to run it in the same way, but somebody might want to inject a bit of cash and think, you know, we've got some potential to get up into the championship. That's where I could see it potentially changing. Um, but yeah, 
that 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 would be that those would that be that would be my thoughts. I'm just just thinking and just thinking back to that advert. It's in that advert at the moment where it's those old guys in the pub saying we're happy with where we are. And they said you've been taken over. And it's like oh yeah, like, no. yeah yeah yeah. I've heard that on Talksport. Yeah yeah yeah. Transfer money. Yeah yeah yeah. Hey, okay. Yeah. Some 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 uh, some, some oil baron. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would be brilliant. Yeah. I mean it's a lovely stadium where they are and everything like that i mean you set up for someone to if they can put a cash injection in but you know one for another day i'm sure one is a rainy day at that but um it won't be raining on saturday the, the, the sun is supposed to shine you at cambridge i've never been to cambridge i've only been to cambridge once recently actually Ooh, yeah. what a lovely place lovely yeah, place cambridge is a beautiful place oh Played, mate, uh, fantastic yeah yeah um pardon I so say you're going to go visit the city centre. You're going to have a little bit. There's a nice ivy brasserie there. Maybe have a little nice bit cricket ground. Fenners, 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 uh-huh. Cambridge. Yeah, played there. Um, is that one of the out out county grounds? Is it? Yeah, we play? played against. Mm. We played a game against Sri Lanka at Fenners. Um, oh. West Free, any, any runs? Any runs? Uh, a couple. Couple back oh. in the day, but that was that was back when I'm good. I'm now absolutely useless, and I couldn't. Oh, I don't know. It. I don't know which end of the the bat to hold. So yeah, Cambridge was good last week. We had last year. We played them on Boxing Day, and mm. there was a lovely lady in the press box who just kept walking oh. around with pies. She just kept walking around. She had them on a tray, and she was just charged. Yeah. She was just walking around with these pies, pie. different pie. ones, and then I think there was a little sweet sweet snack as well. Um, and there was a situation oh. where Shrewsbury scored a really, really good goal. And I said, oh, my God, that has got to be a contender for goal of the season. And yeah. then when more for the move, it wasn't like a brilliant finish. And then when Cambridge then went and scored twice in the next five minutes, one of the fans in front of me turned around and swore at Johnny Drake, who works, who was sat next to me, who works for the club and said, how's that for your effing goal of the season to Johnny, <laughs> even though it was me. Me that said it got right up in his face, um, oh, and it was yeah. uh, it was absolutely gold. Um, I was absolutely creasing. I felt so bad because obviously I got got Johnny an absolute telling off um, from Brilliant. some some Cambridge fan. So I'm looking forward to seeing if the old git's still there because uh, <laughs> uh, that'll be that'll be on the uh, the radar when I arrive on uh, Saturday morning. What's your uh, what's your ideal um, filling in a in a pie, mate? I, mean, I know you like multi pie, bolt multi pie. Really, oh, really. Multi pie, I love a multi pie. I do like Not chicken steak, and mushroom. Steak and kidney. I need a steak and kidney, maybe. No, I try and stay yeah. off the red meat, you know. Oh dear, really? Yeah, yeah. So if I have a bolognese or a chili, I'm a mm. big turkey mince kind of guy. Turkey mince. Okay, okay. Yeah, I say yeah. if you want to go, I thought you'd be on that. Healthy. I thought you'd be on that because I know you you're you like your health stuff, don't you? Health. I, I, I do, but I I like to. Do you know what? I like a steak once in a while. I think that's okay. Yeah. Get your proteins in. That's fine. But um, but yeah, I do. If I'm gonna have bolognese, I will go healthy. But instead, I'll go the other way around. I maybe have a little bit of beef mince or turkey mince, but I'll use edamame spaghetti. So oh. super protein, low calorie, very very good. I can definitely recommend it. Get it in most. Yeah. I, I, mean, I didn't even know that was. I know, I've heard of courgette. I just love that. Oh, no, this is no, no, no. Courgette, fine after a while, I guess. It's too watery. This is, um, yeah, a little bit more um, fibres, a little bit more spaghetti like. This is str- yeah, proper yeah. string. Where'd you get that from? Did you like, get that from Waitrose or Marks and Spencers? Um, it's Marks and Spencers, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marks and Spencers and Harrods, mate. All good, all good regular day, everyday supermarkets. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on, moving on. Uh, Team wise, uh, what we're we looking at, um, 
anyone missing for, for international break on either side? Well, probably harsh for you on, on Cambridge, but for Shrewsbury and um, and in terms of in terms of team news, can we expect to see any back? Do you think you'll change it around? The floor is yours, Mr. Westbury. Oh, so I've been chasing it up today, and they won't tell me. They won't oh. tell me. Yeah, oh. I hate it when they do that. So I've been chasing up two injuries. Taylor Perry and Morgan Feeney both came off yeah. with uh, problems, and yeah, they won't tell me. Um, uh, managers like they, 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 I understand the logic for it. To be fair, yeah, the managers, yeah, yeah. the managers like to, um, I like to keep the cards close to their Friday, chest. They'll, they'll probably say touch and go. We don't know yet, even though they're probably yeah, yeah, yeah. Managers know, but yeah, they, the way they, the cat and mouse yeah. I mean, they do it. Yeah, they don't want the opposition manager basically to know if players are going to be available or not because it affects preparation, and you can understand that. Mm-hmm. So you know, I've chased it up, and I imagine they probably know exactly what the problems are but no doubt on Thursday I'll get the line or of some description where yeah it's yeah. too early even though it's 100%. Thursday um, 100%. but we'll ask the question and you know they're free yeah. to say what they like aren't they at the end of the day because you know they're the ones that are you know because some managers are like will tell you everything and then others are really coy about it and you know that's absolutely fine I haven't got a problem with it to be fair um, if, you could, if, you I, could, if you could predict if you could predict where they are what you think they'll do what, what would be yeah Taylor Perry he went off uh, Thought it looked. I mean, this is a completely shot in the dark. I have no inside information because I actually asked Matt Taylor. Said he had no idea after the game um, how they were. How they were. But I, I actually asked. Do you know what is it that's injured about them? Because it wasn't clear to tell. Um, and he said he didn't know. Now I don't think that's probably true. I imagine that somebody would have said. You know, the physio would have said you've got to make a change. He's tweaked a calf. He could have at least told. Yeah. Said what what type of body part it was that was injured or or what have you. So I would have said that probably Taylor Perry looked like he might have done a maybe slight tweak of something. Mm -hmm. Um, And Morgan Feeney did his uh, in a collision, uh, which could have been an impact one. So, you know, it's purely, it's purely, uh, can't speak. Um, (laughs) I'm speculating to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. I would have, if I had to guess, I would have said that Taylor Perry is probably worse than worse than Morgan Feeney. Having mm-hmm. said that, it'll probably be the other way around, or they'll probably both be out. So who knows? We'll have to wait and see. And Thursday, when we uh, get a chance to speak to Matt Taylor, the other two is the the two international call ups, which is a real blow for Matt for, mm. for, sure, for Matt Taylor and Shrewsbury. Obviously, Max Matter and Nohan yeah. Kenner on international duty this week. So you know they could be without four players that were available last week that are, that might not be available this week. So you know that's a real kicking the teeth to be honest and who are the people that might come in for those well i've been racking my brains to think who's going to play midfield winchester will play in midfield mm-hmm. um bayless will pro- might have to drop deeper yeah i want to think yeah. of another midfielder that we've got i mean maybe i'm just having a moment but i'm thinking to myself who's going to play in midfield mm-hmm. um because obviously finnegan's out as well um sure you know, maybe Elliot Bennett might come into a, into a midfield, and um, maybe Samoali could play on the right side, right wing back. So, you know, there will be really if if that is the case, and these guys mm-hmm. are ruled out, then then it will be it will be really serious. Well, not serious, not really serious. It will be it will be a problem. It will be a problem. Yeah, it's going to be Taylor, a problem. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, it's it's a big deal. Absolutely. Well, you know, fingers crossed, we get three points. Um, where's my sponsors? Of course, kellentotaman.co UK. I've been scrolling around to look at some beautiful deals and see what I can offer the beautiful people of Shrewsbury this week. And I have found a stunning prize for this week's competition. That's right. We're doing the competition again. 
close, Ollie. I think you went two one win. Two one win, yeah. No yeah. Fries. It was one nil. So you knew you were pretty close. It was a tight win. But um, let's see if you can get it around this week. What we're we giving away, away this week? We are giving away, Mr. Ollie Westbury, the Tower Terrazzo kitchen accessory set, brand new, um, RRP of fifty English pounds. Uh, this is a bread bin. It's all beautiful. It's a gorgeous design. Little flowers. It's all chrome white. It's all super nice. All matching. So you get a bread bin there. You get a little tea bin, you get a coffee bin, you get a little sugar bin. They're all there. They all look absolutely the S-H-I-T. Brilliant. And then you've got a little coffee tower there as well. You've got a little kitchen roll pole, all branded, all exactly the same. It's going to look good if you've got a black kitchen, you've got a white kitchen, you've got a green kitchen. It doesn't matter. This is going to look absolutely magnifique. And it's coming to you if you can retweet Ollie Westbury's Shrewsbury Town, Shrewsbury's tweet. And if he contacts you and the correct score that he's going to correctly predict in about seven seconds time, you're going to be the winner, the proud owner of these beautiful items. I will go first. Now leave the floor to Mr. Westbury. I'm going to say it will be an absolute thriller at Cambridge. This is going to be an absolute stonking game. Cambridge, nil. Shrewsbury, nil. Golden straw <laughs> from my point of view, uh, but but that look, my my review is irrelevant. My prediction is irrelevant. This is the one that you need for all the big books. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Come on, um, one remember head over heart. You've got to go with this because this is what you want people to win. Yeah, and I know I do want I do want people to win, which is why I don't want to predict too many goals. <laughs> um, but I just got a feeling that Shrewsbury have been okay. involved in too many too many games that have ended in one side getting nil um yeah <laughs> so at some stage so much got to give where both sides like have got it. to score like it. so i mean is it too much of a sit on the fence if i go for a 2-1 shrewsby win again two, oh one. no no i'm gonna wow, go for a two a 2-1 shrewsby win uh, i've got a feeling that we we might we you know a bit of confidence in, oh but we, we might be short of a few players as well Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to no, I'm going to go for a two-one Shrewsbury win. You know, a two-one Shrewsbury win. I love it. Two-one. Uh, Ollie will let the the lucky winner know, and then hopefully two-one win, and uh, all those goodies are yours, Mr. Westbury. I shall not be with you next week, unfortunately. I can guarantee you that because as much as I want to be, and I tried to change my flights around, um, unfortunately didn't let me come back. In time, I shall be in last. We can Vegas do it on. We can do it on. We can do it on. We can do it on Zoom, mate. Don't, don't worry. Sorry, mate. It's all right. I'll get up. I'll get. I'll get up early in the morning, and we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it just before we get on slots. Oh no! Don't do slots, mate. No table games for me. Just on the poker table. That's all I'll do. I've been playing for about <laughs> since I was 18 years old, mate. So um, poker table, but no, no blackjack, no three card poker, no roulette, mate. No, 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 no. They're giving your money away. I like to use my maths and my statistics. And um, I tell you what, if I win a couple of mil, I'll definitely come back and I'll give you a ten. How's that? Oh uh, yeah, that's suits me. I'd like a bit more than that, but yeah, fair enough. I, I, I'll tell you what. I'll take you for a slap up dinner if I win some decent money. We'll go to. Whichever game I'm covering soon, I can't remember which one it is. We'll go early. We'll have a nice little beast. We'll go to the. We'll go to. We'll go to the out. We'll go to the little bakery before the game and get ourselves a chocolate chocolate brownie. I tell you what, I went in there and got some magic stars before the game on Saturday. Oh, magic stars! And and Mauams. How good are Mauams? Oh, Oh. very good. Banana for me. Oh. Yeah, banana. Cherry, strawberry, orange. No, orange better than banana. Oh no. 
That's Give me a banana, what the listeners mate. think. I love a banana. I love oh, this steady. This is a peachy podcast. I love, but I do. No Bananas peachy. the way forward. No peach. I don't mind peach. I don't mind peach. No, peach yeah. or banana, mate. Right, I better go. Um, let's get this out. Before <laughs> uh, we descend into anarchy. Ollie, thank you very much. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed my little two weeks. Did hope they'll be back soon. Uh, I'm enjoying a little Shrews views. So hopefully you are too. If you've got any, like I say, any content uh, that you like seeing on online, um, make sure you tweet Ollie. Um, if you're enjoying it or if you're not enjoying it, then again, tell us because um, we like to have your input from me. From Ollie, have a great weekend. Ollie, will see you at Cambridge on Saturday. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>